Hello. Hi, Andre. What's up? Hey, okay. So I shouldn't be the only one saying hello. I think I'm going to make you say hello for the next couple episodes from now on. Just to switch the dynamic. Like, you switch it up to keep it fresh. You know I, what I mean? don't think people will like that. People get used to routine, and if we throw them out of it, they're going to lose their freaking minds, Andre. <laughs> I want to make people go crazy. <laughs> I get off on that. So we're going to do it just for that, just to spite everyone. Hi, our lovely audience. We love you. How are you? Welcome to Scary Talk episode 44. 44. Yeah. It's, if, you d- 44. if you multiply 12 by 12, you get 44. That is correct. So no, we have not. done 12 no, episodes. No, it's not. Wait. It's 144. <laughs> you cannot Wait. trust us for any information. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but if you multiply 4.4 by 10, you get 44. So we have done 4.4 <laughs> episodes times 10. That pain of doing 4 times 4 episodes, we've done that 10 times. So everyone, you're welcome. Um, okay. So speaking of um, 44, 44, today we're doing missing 411. Wow. Um, uh, Numbers are yes. interesting. <sighs> I know, queen of segways. Okay, so, um, uh, hi everyone. Uh, our analytics told us that you love this shit, so we're doing another one. <laughs> um, that's straight up why. No, also because I love it, and Shannon loves it, right, Shannon? Sure. I, I feel really bad for the one person who's like, I don't care about missing four one one. Yeah, you guys. that's David. <laughs> that's my boyfriend. <laughs> Oh my god, sorry. Um, I told him, like, oh, guess what? Shannon and I are recording tonight. Um, then I told him, like, oh, Mystic 411. He's like, oh. And I'm like, you're still going to listen, though, right? <laughs> Every download counts. Um, oh my god. Um, <laughs> by the way, we're getting closer to 15,000 downloads. So, wow. honestly, hashtag shook. I know. And um, so our audience is definitely growing. And um, I'm sure this is going to help, which is good, because we want attention and nothing else. So thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 44. Let's get... Oh, before I get started, actually, before we get started. Um, uh... <laughs> okay, so the other day... <laughs> Hi, the other day, I was driving with my boyfriend around L.A., and we found ourselves in this little quaint neighborhood called Brandwood. And I had zero idea. Like, I grew up in Mexico for the first 13 years of my life. So my understanding of like, American pop culture is back. It's like backlogged, basically. And there's a lot of things that I don't know fully or that don't really, like, kind of come to me naturally the way they would with someone else. So I'm there in Brentwood. And I've never heard of Brentwood. But I've heard a lot about the O.J. Simpson trial and the murder of Nicole Simpson. Um, well, I guess it didn't click to me that the house where she died was there and so my boyfriend and i went there he was like let's go and i'm like what it's here like oh i was guessing we're gonna have to drive like 30 minutes and even then i was like oh my god that's super worth it that's crazy that's like a piece of like american pop culture i'm gonna experience it bitch we were three minutes away so (laughs) we drove (laughs) um the three minutes we parked the car on the the uh, on like the street we get out and we had to like google image like the house because we didn't know what it looked like because sorry mind you we had looked up the address so we know it was like we know what we knew what number it was but they they hid the number i'm guessing because they don't want the attention so they don't put their address number out on the on the place you know what i'm saying like on the wall um so we had to google like the entrance of the house and it was like a surreal moment like i was i was walking aimlessly and i was like which fucking house is it and then i google it (laughs) and i look at the image and then i look to my right and like the tree of the image is like the tree that's next to me and i'm like (gasps) (laughs) i like looked around for oj i was like i looked behind my back um isn't he running free i was like oj wasn't he acquitted (laughs) yes i was like i was was trying to be careful i was trying to be careful i was like looking here looking there i was like oj are you there so i um (laughs) i don't know know. i'm being morbid i'm being an asshole but it's so crazy because like I know. He, everyone knows he did it. Like we all just collectively know that he did it and that he's a bad person, and he still got off. I that right? I mean, I can't agree more. And but yeah, that is what's so crazy and like fantastic about it. That it's like how because <laughs> like, America. I mean, I mean because America. But oh, I, listen, I watched American Crime Story, Horror the People story? versus OJ, like. 
American Crime Story? Is that... that Hello? What? There's something else? <laughs> Get with the times. Yeah, Ryan Murphy um, has a spin after American Horror Story called American Crime Story. No, you're bullshitting And it's like... Uh, yes, I am not bullshitting you. It's just like American Horror Story, um, but like the budget's higher, I feel like. What? And it's crime. Are you fucking It's real kidding? crime. I'm gonna Google. Yeah, this. it's not like a horror series. You're lying. No, no, no. It, and it's it's not like a parody or like disrespectful of the crime because it's true crime. It's actually like it's a drama series, so it's it's really good. Um, and uh, um, what's her name? Oh my god, I'm blanking on her name. Um, Paula. Oh my god. Okay. <gasps> what the fuck? Um, one of you're actually telling yeah, I know. The it's truth a thing. Right now. That's so <laughs> I'm telling weird. the truth. What's the name of like one of the main ladies of the whole anthology series? Um. Paula, why am I blanking on her name? Oh, she plays literally everyone. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Her last name is Paul. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Sarah okay, Paulson. Paula. Oh my god. Paula Abdullah shaking. Okay, so um she uh, she played uh Marsha Clark, who well, Marsha Clark, hi. Um and it was really good. It was really good. So anyway, I watched it. I know a lot about it, and it's really fascinating. Well, I don't know a lot about it, but I know everything this series told me, and it's really fascinating. And so I agree, it's really fucked up that things are the way they are. But regardless, I basically visited the, <laughs> the Nicole Simpson murder house over the weekend, and holy shit, that was like a little moment for me because like it's just so weird. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't my boyfriend too, but like I even told him like, listen, you quite not get it because like you have lived in LA your whole life, but like. It just feels like something to me. You know what I'm saying? You're such a um, fucking goth I, girlfriend. Like, that's what you are. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he straight up called me. And he's like, guess where I am? I was like, I, Britney Spears' front porch? Like, I don't know. And he's like, I'm at the oh, I wish. house. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure. I, I, I bet that call was a little jarring. I can see that. But, um... But yeah, I don't listen, listen, at least you guys know that you have a ho- I mean you have two hosts, right? But like at least you know that in me you, you, you have a host that is always true to his to his spooky his spooky ways. Okay, <laughs> if I talk about something it's because I fucking like it, I fucking care about it, I'm fucking into it. So I, you always get spook vibes from me. I was also holding true to spook because I had just been to Winco <laughs> and I was carrying three bottles of wine and two gallons of milk across the store and nothing is scarier than that. It was they were all glass bottles. <laughs> Um, also, shout out to my boyfriend for not only one being okay with doing that because he, I guess, is also a little bit into the spook, just like I am, and you know that's not everyone is. Um, but also just for like I don't know, like having the I guess general knowledge that Brentwood was where it happened, <laughs> and so when he saw the Brentwood like city limit, he was like, oh shit, oh sorry, the neighborhood like sign. He was like, oh shit, we're here. Like with like if he hadn't known that, I wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. So I saw the house. Kind of crazy. Anyway, we were out there. I'm going to finish the story. We were out there for like a couple of minutes. But like as soon as we just like started staring at the property, this lady from next door came out to like walk her dog. I, I think that was a coincidence. But once she was out, she wouldn't stop staring at us. So <laughs> it was really creepy. She was like this older lady with her little dog. Um, she wouldn't stop staring at us. And I was like we should move <laughs> like we should leave <laughs> i was like she's gonna stab us like she's some vigilante like i don't know she's or she's just a tired neighbor she gets it that all people want to come see the house and she's just fucking had it and she's gonna kill us like i don't want any of this <laughs> i watch way too much american horror story i know that everyone's a killer if you just set them off the right way so i was like let's get back in the car lock the doors tight let's have a kiki so um well yeah rest so in that was peace, my Wednesday. Nicole. um <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. oj sucks that was it's kind of crazy that they didn't just yeah. bulldoze the place. I guess a I know, lot of places I know. are like murder um, houses, you know. I mean, our entire country. Yes, and I, I <laughs> kind of. Oh wow, that's deep. Okay, um, but I, I don't know if like I'm just like turned on by the morbidity of it now, or like the the, the curiosity of it now, or the, pecu- the peculiarity of it. Both, but like then after we got in the car, I was like, David, like we we. <laughs> We need to go. He was like, we need to go to Cielo Drive. Uh, and I was like, yes, that is a great idea. Like, he didn't say that excitedly. I think he just mentioned it because he knows it's another place that it's like a thing. You know, that's where the Sharon Tate murder happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, like, he just said that, like, oh, that's a thing that's also, you know, like, close by-ish. And I was like, yes, let's do that. And <laughs> Did you actually And go? then I was like, oh, my God. I mean, no, I we haven't. But I, I guess I'm going to next time I'm there. Like, it's so close to where we were hanging out at that I'm like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. And we could definitely just drive there. So... 
I'm, I'm gonna go. I'll tell you about that next episode, I guess, if I'm if I if I, if I went by then. But also, I was like, oh, we should go to like the chicken coop like murders ranch and then i was like wait no i gotta calm down <laughs> that's fucked up some people um, some people go and get ramen on a friday night and then andre <laughs> goes and he looks for historical murder sites listen is it a little fucked up yes but again am i genuine spookster or what bitch okay so <laughs> hi welcome to scary talk let's have a good time um okay so missing 411 i Love this shit. I, okay, so I research, obviously, our topic every episode, but I, for this, at least me, I don't know, you tell me, Shannon, how you feel about Missing 411, but I researched this all day <laughs> because I actually felt like something just fun. Like, I was just, I, it was just my hobby. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, looking at Reddit, looking at stuff everywhere, and I didn't feel like I was researching at all. I felt like I was just reading really cool stuff I liked. Yeah. So, I'm really into this. Well, um, yeah. I... I guess I just have a natural curiosity, but, like, the less easy it is for something to be solved, so the more interested I am in it. And so I think that's one of those things, like, Missing 411. Yeah. It's so difficult to figure out, and, you know, that could work either in its favor or not. But, I mean, let's just have a powwow. So let's kind of recoup, if you haven't heard yeah, one yeah. two, what is Missing 411? So Missing 411 is um, this book series by author... Um, uh david paul okay so i literally watched him earlier say his name and i already forgot how to say it the right way all i know is that we've been saying it wrong <laughs> it's not paulites so i think it's polities really? um yeah legit so listen david p okay yeah <laughs> so it's this um he's an author um he created this uh series called missing 411 he has like what six seven books at this point so um many books. and missing from one the actual term um i believe comes from the like national forest registry of missing persons or something like that um and it's just a like registry code that they use for someone who's gone missing so i mean that's not that deep the point is that that's like um, name of the book series that's really what's important um because what the book series talks about is why the fuck are all these people going missing in national parks? Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, um, in North America, at least, people go missing in national parks at an astonishingly higher rate than the national average outside of national parks and recreational places. So what the fuck's up with that? So that's kind of what we're talking about today. Um, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to keep bringing up Bigfoot, but I kind of want to keep bringing up Bigfoot because everyone says like that's <laughs> David's favorite thing. And so I actually, kinda... yes, even though he, even though he doesn't say, even though he doesn't say Bigfoot because yeah. he doesn't want to look silly, but everyone knows he means Bigfoot. We all know what we were talking about. We're, you're talking about a big hairy ape man. Like who else could that be? Um, so I did kind of, <laughs> I tried to like read some of the stuff from the perspective of, okay, like, what if it actually did mash up to this, even though I don't believe in it? Like, there has to be something that was making him think, like, okay, Bigfoot is a logical explanation aside the fact that I just have a big hard-on for large, hairy men. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so casual. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to... Th- kind of consider that as one of the main topic points because i know in the previous times we've talked about like interdimensional portals or i don't know what else we had discussed i know that you had mentioned wanting to talk about water creatures of some kind but i didn't really (sighs) there's just like here right okay so here's the thing you mentioned how you like it because it's so hard to solve Mm -hmm. i think you just have that like detective mentality for me the more chaotic something is that is why I'm interested in it. It's not because it's hard to solve because I'm not even trying to solve it in my head. It's just, I love that if something is so, like, unexplained that my imagination can just go off, like, so far. That's what I like about it. Yeah. That it gives me a lot of freedom to think about the possibilities. Yeah. And whether I can solve it, that's a whole other thing. Whatever. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and for this specifically, like, I just... I mean, the things I've imagined. <laughs> like, I just think, like, when I was reading some of the cases that I read today, right? Like, something that I thought of that I hadn't thought of before was just like, okay, what if these things, what if these things are like feeding on people? Like, what if, I think I actually might have already mentioned this in the second episode, but I- I'm going to bring it up again. I think the theory 
that not only are these creatures there to feed off of humans, but that they are, um, they have some kind of protectorate over them. I don't want to say the U.S. government. <laughs> Anyone, please don't kill me. But like, maybe they're like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 being allowed to happen. Someone somewhere is aware of it. Like, I don't want to say the U.S. Maybe it's the deep state. Like, I don't know. We're getting into so much like conspiracy shit. But like, what I'm saying is fine protected or not i think the creatures are there to feed off of humans off of certain humans with certain qualities Mm. um because 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 some people are found dead when they are found in these national forests some people almost well less than half but not a small portion of people a lot of people who go missing do not die and have no signs of trauma um and like they're clean when they're found like days later some of them are children like it's really unexplainable um and i wonder if they just like weren't the right people to feed off of i, mm-hmm. I know this sounds like super crazy but it's just like i thought i had i okay i'm gonna come clean i watched doctor sleep and like straight up <laughs> um it, i'm not gonna spoil much but like basically there's these creatures that like feed off of the energy of people um and and some people have it more than others and that's who they hunt the ones that have more of that of that thing um and i was like okay well that's a thought right like that's an idea um so i don't know i don't know i haven't seen that movie yet so don't spoil anything um i heard it wasn't that great but yeah no i like your theory I think that's a good one, especially because I remember now that we had talked about maybe it was like a cult that was doing it, which isn't a monster at all, but, you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) So if you're ready and willing, uh, let's go into the weirdest of weird possibilities. If, yeah, let's just go really weird, okay? And you already know about this one, so we can both kind of handle it, but... (laughs) I want to talk about an event that happened in Mount Shasta, which um, for those of you who've stalked me through, however, I actually live really near to Mount Shasta and there's a lot of lore about Mount Shasta and the Lemarians, which are, yes, the Lemarians are, which are real (laughs) and they're my friends. So don't come for them. I guess I don't, I haven't researched (laughs) a lot. My understanding, my understanding of them is that they're aliens that live at the base of Mount Shasta and that they've been hiding there since I guess the first ice age or something. And it's like an advanced civilization that is smarter than us. Um, but we're, and also they all look Aryan. That's very important to point oh out. Oh my God. Cause that's so always crazy. part of the, that's always part of the lore. Yeah. So. Like supposedly they look like Aryans, but I've seen little sculptures, of little fat aliens. So I don't know. It really depends on whatever you want to subscribe to. <laughs> um, Shockingly, the story is not about the Lemarians unless you want to draw that connection. I just thought because we're visiting the same setting, maybe that will help. Um, So (laughs) this happened in 2010. We normally don't go that recent in terms of what we like to talk about. But I mean, this is, I guess, Missing 411 is a fairly recent type of phenomenon in terms of documentation. Um, So we're talking again about national parks and Mount Shasta is technically, you know, a park area. There's hiking trails and stuff like that. Um, Just to kind Mm -hmm. of bring up some of the weird things that all kind of fit the book in terms of missing 411 is the bodies are never recovered. Or if they are, they're found in weird, hard to reach spaces. Um, They're found really, really far away, you know, like and or they're found in places that have already been searched. Sometimes they're found without shoes or without articles of clothing. Um, yes. So those are all. It's always it's the fucking shoes that all. I, I that always stays with me. That always stays with me. Yeah. That's so specific. And weird. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So in October first of 2010. So this is nine years ago. Like for me, that feels like literally yesterday. But okay. Um, <laughs> in 2010, a three and a half year old little boy and his relatives were camping by a fly fishing location near Mount Shasta. The boy's name is confidential, so we'll be referring to him as John Doe. Um, Around 6 p.m., the child's parents realized that he had gone missing suddenly. Um, According to the father, the child was there one second and gone the next, which is a cliche if you think about it, but genuinely think about that type of situation, you know? Like, I don't know, three and a half year old. Yeah, it's fucking frightening. 
<laughs> they're they're loud they're obnoxious like how do you miss a three and a half year old so if he was gone that quickly right. i can't even can't even imagine um so they're freaking out they go and look everywhere for him and this is this is going on for hours um he calls the police deputies and the forest service officers and then rescue personnel actually looks into it into the night but they don't actually find the child um so five hours after this search um they actually find him laid down in brush directly next to a trail that had already been searched so already he fits the bill it's like they looked everywhere and then they found some place they had already looked there he was yeah crazy um he appeared to be in a dazed semi-conscious state um, by the way, the article I'm using is actually from a blog run by someone named Ash. It's called Down the Chupacabra Hole. Thank you, Ash. Okay. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, basically, he was dazed, and he wasn't really aware of what was going on, and the parents were like, okay, he's exhausted. He's been gone for probably over eight hours or five hours, I guess, but so long time for a kid to be alone. Um, he was unharmed, um, at least physically, you know, who knows what happened to his mind. Um, medical staff, you know, looked at him and they said that he was totally fine and they just took him home. Everything went back to normal. However, however, and we have to remember his mm. age in this because that's kind of, uh, it's important to the story because you know that little kids can make shit up, but also, yes. Uh, but also, is it is he too young to be making stuff up so elaborately, or is he just the right age to be telling the truth? Like, I don't know that much about kids, so I don't know what we should be expecting from them in terms of that. I don't know. I can tell you that when I, I read what you're about to tell me, I was like, there's no way this kid fucking made that up. Hmm. And I think that sometimes, like, older people forget when they were kids and, like, how imaginative they were and that's what uh, an argument that a lot of people use like oh no you're just underestimating like the intelligence and imagination of a three-year-old yeah and i'm like i don't know i don't know if this sounds weird but like i remember a lot about being three and four mm. like surprisingly and i wasn't that creative like <laughs> no so go ahead <laughs> yeah okay so he's the little kid john doe he's hanging out with his grandmother and the grandmother's name is Kathy, but they referred to her as Cappy. Um, and so he looks at her and he tells her that he doesn't like the other grandma Cappy. And <laughs> something like that's really creepy, especially to hear from a child, you know, like that makes me mm -hmm. think like doppelganger yeah. or like reincarnation or demon yes. or something. It's just really weird. Um, and so she was confused. She asked him what he meant by that. And he explained that while he was lost in the woods, he had been taken deep inside a mountainside cave by a woman that he thought was his grandma, Cappy. She led him into a cool, dark, spider-infested room filled with motionless humanoid robots. And <laughs> apparently across the cave floor were dusty purses, guns, and various other types of weapons. Um, so if you think this sounds insane... It sounds insane. <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, okay, so we got a doppelganger, Grandma Cappy, who takes this little kid into a dark cave filled with spiders, robots, and some, like, maybe stolen stuff. I don't know. So the little kid says that he looked at the grandparent and noticed that an eerie light was radiating from her head. So this was when he realized that she wasn't the real Grandma Cappy. And... Okay, it gets really, really weird. This Grandma Cappy, the other one in the cave, tells the boy to defecate on a piece of paper. And he says no. I mean, I feel like that was the rational thing to do in that situation, you know? So he says no. And she. I mean, if I, if I was already shitting my pants, I'd be like, you want to see some shit, Grandma Cappy? That's <laughs> fine. I'll pull him off. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she got really agitated and she kept asking him, just, just poop on this paper. Just do it. Um, eventually, she succumbed to the frustration and moved on to a different topic. She told John that he had been planted in his mother's womb and was actually from outer space. Um, 
So I'm getting some weird Scientology vibes from this. Like I don't I don't even know what to say to that. Like what? And then <laughs> after this, she took the boy back outside and advised him to wait for help. So that's the story. That's what he says happened. Um, an eerie light rating from her head. We think it might be like a robot. Maybe the grandma's a robot. Why are there other humanoid robots in there? I don't know. So <laughs> Kathy called her son, who's the father of John Doe. And he was like, she was like, what are you, what are you letting him watch on TV? Like, I have no idea. He has told me the craziest thing. And the father was like, huh, I actually heard him tell me that story a couple days ago. So they kind of just said, like, it's just a kid's imagination. Like, it's scary enough for Kathy because she has to deal with her being a part of the story in some way. Like, someone looked like her and supposedly abducted her grandchild, and that's creepy and weird. And then, yeah, so she actually... She actually had a story of her own, which is interesting that she decided to share. So a year before she had gone on a camping trip and that was supposedly close to where John was taken. Um, in the morning, she awoke face down in the dirt and she had been removed from the sleeping bag within her tent and transferred a short distance away. And she says that she felt pain at the base of her neck and found two puncture wounds present. The surrounding skin was red and inflamed. And another friend who was there had, a, had like the same marks on the back of their neck and they just kind of attributed it to it as a spider bite. Um, and then, okay, listen, huh? if any of this is true, like, do you even have to connect the dots? Like, isn't it literally so obvious what's going on? here? No, it's not. What's, ha- what's going on here? You no, you go on. You, you finish, you finish, you finish. You finish. <laughs> Robot snakes. I don't know. Okay. So. <laughs> apparently Kathy remembered seeing glowing red eyes peering through the darkness and then she and her travel companion became horribly ill um, they they were so sick you know and they she like drifted into sleep and she thought that she thought saw things watching her um, maybe it was deer and she felt drained of her emotions And I guess it took her months to feel like herself again. Um, So this is why she didn't really share it. It didn't seem like it was a big deal at the time. But once she had heard about the grandson and his experience, she thought, well, maybe that has something to do with it. And so people are saying, well, it it has some of the aspects of Missing 411. But because of Mount Shasta, it could be very much related to the Lemurians. Um, I guess people think that there's like a vortex (laughs) nearby that creates weird things like ufo sightings um i don't know and to this day we don't know who the kid was they don't want to talk about it anymore and it doesn't seem like we've ever reached a conclusion with it but it's crazy and i don't know what to think of it so you need to tell me what you think so I mean, it's not that I know what the creature is or anything, but I don't think they were literal robots. I think that it also wasn't aliens, but it was like cryptids. I think that cryptids or a cryptid is the cause behind all missing 411 disappearances. Mm. And cryptids aren't aliens from outer space. Cryptids aren't demons. They're not ghosts. They're just paranormal they're outside the scope of what's considered normal and what we can scientifically study as part of the natural world, but they're not supernatural. They're not the devil. So... Okay, but what kind I, of cryptid wants your poop? It's not that... I like First, start at the beginning, right? Okay. Uh, at the beginning, chronologically. Like, this thing... Okay. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I don't know. Okay, so... This thing... I don't know why I wanted poop, but what I know is that it wanted to lure the kid in, and so it took blood from the grandma, 
because obviously it's able to clone itself to look like whatever it takes a DNA sample of, I'm guessing. And so that's what it used the blood for. And that's what it had collected it for. So he could use it to lure the kid in. That's also probably why he collected it from the friend because he figured, okay, this kid, this time, here is with this woman and this woman's friend. Kid obviously trusts both of them. So next time they come or something, that's how we'll lure them. We'll look like one of them. I'll look like one of them. Now, why lure the kid in if they weren't going to eat him, kill him, just wanted poop? Not quite sure, but see how it starts to make a little more sense? Um, like, this was intelligent. It was planned. Somehow they knew they'd be back. The others, I mean, all of them, none of them were robots. The the disguised grandma and the others were all the same species of cryptid. I don't know what cryptid though. Maybe they were Lemurians. Maybe they just look super, I don't know, um, pale and motionless and the kid in his three-year-old brain was like, oh, that feels like a robot, you know, because they don't behave like normal humans. They're so I don't know, quiet and still. So like I don't know. Yeah, but it's like something. It's something. Um, I'm not sure if the kid had been camping with her and her friend though is the only thing, but um, I don't know. When I feel like the the creatures being in there and all the guns and stuff is the weirdest part for me like sure like you can have a blinking head like that's fine whatever but like i don't know like i was thinking maybe they were like mannequins or something like literally just mannequins like maybe this thing's hoarding a bunch of crap you know like why wouldn't it (laughs) um that makes it 10 times creepier Uh, i mean that that kind of makes sense yeah um yeah i mean i mean even if they weren't mannequins i don't think the guns were there to be used as weapons i think Maybe those are just the things that he focused on in that moment, but there are probably a bunch of other junk. Like, it was literally, like, Ariel and the Little Mermaid. Like, she just had forks and shoes and shit. Like, I just think that this thing or these things collect things. Maybe they just wanted to collect poop. Maybe that was just going to be another item in the collection. Or maybe people brought the guns in, but they were eaten and all that remained was the guns. You know, like, they went to fight it. That's pretty metal. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) Okay, do you want to... That's what I have. I don't know. That's what I have. Well, it's a weird one for sure. I I don't know. I just think it's intriguing that it happened at Mount Shasta because it's such like the center of like weird energy and weird things. And I do think the poop thing kind of lends credence to aliens, but I don't want to just jump on the alien train anytime I can, you know? I I really don't. Like, I've never read anything of aliens like trying to simulate other people's appearance i've heard of skinwalkers doing that you know how we talked about that mm-hmm. Witches, basically that that native american witches that basically make themselves look like a person um i've heard that of obviously doppelgangers but it just doesn't sound like that it sounds like literally a creature that was trying to disguise itself human um so i don't think alien i think aliens are so sophisticated one they don't disguise themselves like that and two like they have like very high tech <laughs> they have very high tech women that you can have sex with that have red pubes um you that fucking that fucking no. ufo abduction when he had like had sex with that alien girl. i know Ew, that was so, <laughs> so gross terrible. that was like least favorite so anyway like story ever they yeah like they, they have like needles like they have the probes they're not gonna they're not gonna ask you for fucking poop like they're gonna take your blood or your semen like we've heard about this so <laughs> yeah and also they usually never abduct kids if ever um so anyway um okay you want me to do one of my cases yes tell me okay so um uh, i'm gonna be talking about henry mccabe so this actually was a pretty big deal when it like happened it was on the news everywhere it got mainstream coverage this isn't just like another reddit post not that yours was either for example but like i know that that didn't get mainstream news coverage it's much more obscure but this like blew up so which is good because i feel like missing for one cases oftentimes don't blow up like this now when it was being reported it obviously wasn't um called a missing 411 case i don't know if the media is a fan of that term because it's like too spooky i don't know i don't know or it's too like you know too like like tinfoily hat so anyway but to me that's what it seems like so who was henry mccabe henry mccabe was this 32 year old man um he lived in mounds view minnesota with his wife kareen mccabe of 11 years and his two children 
um, Henry McCabe was last seen on September 6th, 2015, and his death occurred sometime in the early morning of September 7th. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the nitty gritty. So that's just kind of like the, okay, just like the synopsis of this. By the way, thank you to, um, uh, I literally don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> I will thank the author of this at the end. <laughs> I'll go back. Um, okay, because I, I, I want to keep this in the mood. So, anyway, that's a synopsis. Now, the background. So, this guy, he disappears one night. How does that happen? Henry and his two friends, Calvin Johnson and William Kennedy, decided to go out clubbing at a local club in Minnesota in the city that they lived, uh, while Henry's wife and kids were staying with friends in California. This was on September 6th of 2015. According to his friends... And we had been drinking a lot that night. Um, and they also said that they took his wallet and keys to slow down his drinking and prevent him from getting behind the wheel. Mm. Okay, so far, that is, that's smart. You're, you're, you'll see when that becomes a problem, though. Um, some sources stated that Henry may have been dealing with depression and being behind on rent money and was drinking as a way to deal with those complications at the time. Uh, the article mentions that, and it's just like something to bring up. I don't know how actually relevant to any of this that is though like okay yeah he was drinking we get it he was like kind of impaired but you'll see how that literally has nothing to do with what happened because it's so like outside him uh it's like definitely an outside force so anyway um so they're drinking that night they take his phone and his wallet so this keys in his wallet sorry so uh one of his friends uh, recall seeing Henry leaving with the other friend, William Kennedy, at 1.40 a.m. on that fateful night of September 6, 2015, and that he was going to take him home. William was going to take Henry home. So William recalls that Henry asked to be dropped off at a local gas station at 2 a.m. <laughs> the security footage of this gas station... Um, wasn't working that night of course it wasn't um (laughs) um and it was later determined that um okay so it's confusing okay so i I gotta be clear about this there's two accounts of this okay so okay so some accounts say that the security footage of this place wasn't working that night but some other accounts, it's unclear why there's a discrepancy in this. Some other accounts say that it was working, but that it just didn't capture William dropping his friend off mm. at the gas station. So somehow it was William that spun off this fake fact about the cameras not working that night. It's kind of confusing. Um, the... Uh, I don't know. I wanted to bring up both, even though the article technically just goes with one theory, which is that the cameras were working, and, but they did not see a William dropping off Henry at that gas station like he mm-hmm. said he had. But I figure I'd, I'd bring up the other theory, too, because I feel like it's valid, too. I've heard a lot of sources talk about it, so it, I'm confused as to what actually happens there. But anyway, um, let's just go with the article version. So the gas station cameras do not... S- you can't see William dropping off Henry at 2 a.m. like he said he did. William later um, said that he must have gotten confused about the location that he dropped Henry at. Um, he released it was that gas station, or maybe it was a gas station that was like another two miles away. Mm, that's kind of weird, but okay. You know um, what's weird is as you're telling me this, I think I had read about this like a year and a half ago. Because I remember that really? discrepancy. Yeah. Okay. I don't okay. remember all so, of that. So. Okay, check this out. Okay, well, first, okay. Who the fuck drops off a friend at a gas station at 2 a.m.? Like, that's my real question. <laughs> um, well, it's Minnesota. Okay. No nah, one lives nah. there. I guess, but, like, just, like, no, friend. I'm going to take you home, or I'm going to take you to my place. Like, you're, I'm not going to leave you here. You're drunk, and it's 2 a.m. Also, here's where this comes in. Um, William dropped Henry off at 2 a.m. at this gas station with no keys or wallet. He kept the keys in the wallet. <laughs> so why the fuck yeah, did he do weird. that? Um, he left. Yeah, he left his friends at the gas station at 2 a.m. with no money. Um, I guess he just assumed. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to get in William's head. But I guess it, the best defense I could give him is maybe he assumed that Henry had someone there waiting for him. I don't know. I would just give my friends his keys and his wallet back. It's not like he's going to walk 
10 miles back to his car to drive it. So, um, anyway. <sighs> so he drops the friend off. Um, at that point, Henry calls his brother and leaves a voicemail. And, bitch, this voicemail... <laughs> Uh, the, the, the voicemail is full of weird groaning and growling sounds and crying. Um, it's basically like Henry trying to communicate with his brother that he's at this gas station and he kind of wants him to pick him up. Um, but you can hear it in the background. Um, by the way, there's no... Um, okay, no, I'm getting off track. You, you can hear in the background many voices that are not his and also screeches that don't belong to him. And um, at some point you hear this voice yell like stop it like quote unquote stop it like that's a big quote from that voicemail that a lot of articles cite so that's clearly audible in the voicemail henry apparently in the voicemail claims that he he wants to get picked up because he's scared and that he's just been shot um uh, other articles don't mention this claim it's it's complicated right because the the voicemail that i'm talking about the entire voicemail um i guess only police have that recording and there's more to it and that's where articles have the freedom to kind of say fake shit because like we can't hear the rest of it but some articles say that somehow they have a source that told them that um the, the he had said that he had been shot and he was really scared you can't actually hear that in the voicemail i should clarify um uh Etc. Etc. Wait, okay. I have a question. I don't know if you're going to get to this, but yes. was he ever found? So he died. Oh. <laughs> His body was found, though, two months later. Oh. Um, it was found face down in the water um, in a nearby lake um, by a kayaker. So that's the guy who found him. Um, this was six miles from where he was last dropped off, and in the opposite direction of his house. So. How the fuck did he get there? Um, I mean, he was drunk, but, like, he wasn't, like, super close to the... Like, he had to walk the six miles before getting to the body of water. So, and there were no streams for his body to float down. The location was, like, far away from major roads. Like, it's... <laughs> it is complex, to say the least. Like, how exactly he could have gotten there just on his own. Um, was there any, um, like, wounds... Uh, there were no scratches, bruises, or bullet holes, no wounds whatsoever. Interesting. So, yeah, the coroner declared that it was an accidental drowning because, precisely because there were no injuries to the body. So, mm. I, yeah, I mean, the FBI got involved in this case, which I think adds to the, to the suspicion. I think it's really interesting. Um, the... I mean, it's possible that they're holding information from the public since it's still an active investigation, like, what, four years later? Um, but, like, wh- why does the FBI get involved in an accidental drowning? That's what I want to know, you know what I mean? Because it really, if it really is an accidental drowning, then why is the FBI looking into that, right? It seems, like, really petty and small for them to be looking yeah. into, unless there's something else that we don't know. Um, that's what I take away from this. Um, but what do you think... Do you think this was a cryptid? What happened? What's your theory? I I mean, I, I certainly don't think he was fucking murdered, right? I, <laughs> there's no fucking signs of that. So, and... Okay, so here's the thing. Funny enough, some people do, some people do think um, that he was murdered, interestingly enough, even though there are no, like, wounds or trauma to the body um, by the smiley face killers, which were a group of serial killers who would take uh, typically college-age boys and heavily intoxicate them and then waterboard them in the back of their trucks and then dump them into lakes. And they were popular around that time. Um, They tend to leave their victims in the water. They used to do that in order to make them look like they had drowned accidentally. Um, Okay, that is great, but... Um, usually these cases, because I remember looking into the smiley face killers, one, there would be a smiley face left somewhere near the site of the murder, um, as so as to it, like kind of tease police, think of like the Zodiac murder letters, but instead it's that emoji. Uh, it's very 2015. So, and also like they never, the reason we knew they try to make it seem like accidental drownings is because they failed. That's how we know they tried, because they failed. Um, because, I mean, yes, they um, they looked drowned, and they didn't have, like, scratches, wounds, etc. They would, like, poison these men. Um, Henry wasn't poisoned. So, 
what's up? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't, I do not think it was the smiley face killers. Um, another, I mean, my theory is it was one of those water creatures that I was talking about last time. Like, I don't know. Like maybe it likes to hang out at water stations, but then when it's time for him to go to sleep, like he takes a victim back to the lake. Like I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Um, all I know is that this doesn't sound like aliens. He wasn't poisoned, shot, cut. Like I, and he just what walks his miles in the opposite direction of his house all by himself. <sighs> that ended up in a lake when he was like close to. Like, like it wasn't close to any major roads. Like, he just, like, in what, like, drunken stupor do you have to be that you, after being lost and, like, the adrenaline kicks in? Because you're like, oh, shit, I'm lost. I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, I feel like you can be pretty, like, fucked up because you drank a lot. But if you're, tell me, yes or no, if you're in that kind of situation, your brain's kind of going to, like, wake you up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I've heard that, that people who are, like, I mean, especially a lot from, like, girls. I remember, like... I remember a friend once telling me, like, yeah, like, I can be pretty drunk or whatever, but if I ever feel like I'm in danger, like, some creepy dude or something, like, I will, my brain will just, like, wake up, Mm -hmm. and I'm no longer in that stupor, and I'm, like, I feel like that is what happens, that's what, that's how adrenaline kicks in, um, you know, like, it takes over the alcohol, so, I think that if this guy was scared and he was lost, like, there's no way he, (laughs) he was still so drunk six miles later and hours later and so much fear later that he was just like oh i just tripped into the lake and died because that's how drunk i was like i don't buy that you know what i've been thinking because missing 411 has this weird commonality of like they appear like far away or they don't have any memory Mm -hmm. or like it's like they just vanished um did you ever see the movie bird box yes okay so that's like an invisible creature right so Yes. I think it could be something like that. Like, something invisible. Like, not necessarily that's on another plane or anything, but, like, maybe a cryptid that's invisible or it messes with your senses so that it can disorient you and maybe move you quickly from one place to another. Um, because that... Yeah. That could be why, for one, you don't see anything on the cameras. For two, people don't know how to stop it or even what to look for. You know, maybe people are aware of this happening. It's just how do you fight something you can't see, you know? Ooh, that's scary. I like that. That's good. That's an interesting theory. Um, so I, that's why I have a Henry McCabe. It's a, it's a really weird missing 411 case. I am aware of it because it sounds like just your typical murder. But how was this person killed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and even, right? Like, so it's not a murder. And, and okay, okay, fine. Then it was an actual accidental drowning, right? I mean, the guy wasn't hurt and he was in a lake and he was drunk. So obviously he just fell into the water. He was so far away from the water, number one. Number two, why is the FBI involved in this? Number three, what the fuck is up with that voicemail? Like, I know yeah. you haven't heard it, but once you hear it, like, you can't ignore that piece of the puzzle. Like, it's so fucking bizarre. No, I actually have And heard he it wasn't alone. <laughs> yeah, like, there were other voices in there. Yeah. So, like, obviously something was going on. Um, this guy was murdered by a paranormal force it wasn't he wasn't murdered by any normal means the way i see it and that makes it missing 411 to me interesting how you use the word paranormal because i would associate that with like ghosts um i don't i think i was explaining this to david earlier i think that paranormal is something that is um that isn't understood by the current scope of science Mm. but could otherwise be um something like bigfoot or most cryptids actually um yeah um i think something supernatural is something that doesn't work by the loss that we work with mm, like i see what you're saying okay they, it does it, does, it doesn't apply to them it's 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 demons it's ghosts it's like aliens would be paranormal to me you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's just something that we just don't get yet but it seems mm-hmm. pretty earthly to me it seems like they work within the same structure of the universe and how everything else works and falls and rises and this is how things are. They're organic. Like, we get it. But so is Bigfoot. They're just animals, right? Mm. I mean, supposedly. So, okay. but like a demon? Well, yeah. if you put it that way, then, then maybe I do think that whatever's doing the missing 411 stuff is a supernatural thing. Because I... Interesting. That makes more sense to me because it's so strange and it's so weird. Like, 
I don't think that, I think there's a reason we can't explain it and that might just be beyond the scope, you know, like it might not be something that we can ever explain. Um, and I think the reason yeah. is, because I mean, yeah. like we said, like we've studied cases where people end up literally in like the tiniest crevices in a cliffside. Like how is there a rational explanation for that? <sighs> like, I know, I hate thinking about that. Um, yes. Okay. Give me, give me your next case. <laughs> okay. Um, I hope I can get through it. Let's see. So this is one that I was thinking about in terms of Bigfoot. So <laughs> bear with me here because it's, it's, it's a stretch kind of. So okay. this is from Mysterious Universe. Um, it's an article by Micah Hanks called Missing Boy Rescued in Eastern Northern California. Says he hung out with a bear while lost for two days. Um... <laughs> That basically gives it away, but uh, what, else could, what else is there to say, really? So this little boy was hanging out in his um, grandmother's yard, a three-year-old kid. Um, it was near freezing, the temperature, and his name was Kathy, Casey Hathaway. And he was gone for two days, lost in Craven County in eastern North Carolina. And... They were searching for him. He would have been playing with other children in the yard on the afternoon. And then the, they found him half a mile from his grandmother's home. Um, that's not that far, but he is three. So half a mile. Yeah, and it's freezing, too. Yeah. Um, and he was gone for yeah. two days. Two days, half a mile away. A local woman was walking her dogs and she heard a child crying. And so that's kind of how they found him. Um so they found the baby stuck in a tangle of vines and thorns. I still consider three a baby, but that's just my opinion. Um, and he was quiet, and he apparently just wanted to watch Netflix. <laughs> um, so that's pretty chill. <laughs> Me when I get abducted by a bear for two days. Yeah, exactly. So his aunt, Brianna Hathaway, posted on Facebook that the child had told her that he had hung out with a bear while he was missing. Um, and she said, God sent him a friend to keep him safe. So here's the thing. A bear. Mm, he hung no out bitch. with a bear. <laughs> no, no, no. He hung out with a bear. God didn't send him a friend to keep him safe. The bear didn't It's eat just him. that the thing that I... Go, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The bear didn't eat him. Like, like none of that makes any sense. And so automatically we have this idea of like, okay, what if it's a fucking Sasquatch? Because why else would it not? Yeah eat him <laughs> like i don't yeah <laughs> um so maybe there was however there are black bears in eastern north carolina and i guess that they aren't super aggressive but they are omnivorous and they have um eaten humans when their um, food supply is scarce so that's probably not what happened um people kind of think maybe it was uh, what would you call it? An imaginary friend. <laughs> but it was... Oh, my ass. It was two days. He was, like, in the woods. It was, like, low... It was as low as, like, 20 degrees at night. Like, I don't... Maybe he was hallucinating. Maybe it was an imaginary friend. Um, he wouldn't have the ability to hallucinate because he would have just frozen to death because he has this little three-year-old fucking frail body. So, listen. <laughs> this kid, Meg... Bigfoot, he met Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it, because it's fucking real. I know it's fucking silly, but like, I think Bigfoot's real. Like, it's just, it's just not that intense or far out. Yeah. It's just some, like, you know, it's just like, I mean, literally, it's just the missing link, and there's more than one. It's like a species, and we just haven't figured out how the fuck they exist, where they are. They're really good at hiding. I think there's really all there is to it. Well, there's a couple of references, um, I guess before this, because this had happened pretty recently. I think it was like 2018. But in 1953, there was an mm. incident in the Himalayas um, involving a guy who's an Austrian mountaineer. His name was Hermann Bull. And apparently he was like up at, on this mountain and he was freezing and he managed to survive. But he he had a sense that he wasn't alone. Um, and so they theorized that he was literally with Bigfoot or something. And then there's another reference um, of this guy named Dioverin, I think that's how, and this is in the 1930s in Calcutta, who actually <laughs> claimed to have stayed with like a Yeti 
and the Yeti like saved his life, but he called it the ab- abominable snowman of the Himalayas. Um, and so it's possible that maybe Sasquatch <laughs> just does like rescuing humans. Like maybe he's just that chill of a dude. Um, I don't know. And so that's kind of just like, yeah, yeah, that's like the main I, cliff notes. I've of that. heard that that big Bigfoots, big feet. What's the plural? <laughs> Sasquatch. Um, Sasquatchai. <laughs> um, so the Sasquatchai, I've heard that, I mean, because they are kind of just people, that they don't hurt people. That they will sometimes scare um, people away who seem aggressive or like they're trying to threaten their territory, but they will not kill people. Yeah. That is not what Sasquatch do. Um, I buy it. I don't know. I just don't have this image of Bigfoot from everything that I've read just more than I care to mention that they are aggressive. I think they're just very uh, mysterious and esoteric and occult, but not occult. It's not the right word. Like very, we don't know much about them. Very mysterious. Like I said, but they're large, they're fat, they're fuzzy. They want to be left alone. Like, I think that that's really (laughs) like what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I think I think they saw this like kid in peril, and they were like, "Oh, let's not let him die for a couple of days until we." Right. I don't know. I don't know why they kept him at all. I don't know why they didn't just make him like go back home. I don't know. <sighs> well, also, like um, you see that with a lot of different animals, they like hear a baby crying out, like any other type of baby, and they think that it's their young. Like I saw, I think it was on Facebook. There was like this mother cat who had just given birth to kittens. And she saw these baby ducklings that had been abandoned. And because of her hormones and being having just given birth, she just thought that they were her kittens and that they were just ugly. And so she literally just raised them. <laughs> and it's like, it was just that perfect scientific moment of if she hadn't been nursing kittens at the time, she might not have been so like open to adopting these ducks, you know? That's so cute. Yeah, I mean, I've seen... I've seen um dogs do that with cats i've seen cats do that with dogs i've seen hens do that with ducks <laughs> it's weird <laughs> um yeah it, it, it's really cute so I, I mean i mean we see that a lot like high tarzan um also like high romulus as in the founder of rome hi <laughs> like with a she-wolf mom yeah hi vagina like <laughs> it's a thing i mean <laughs> Shout out to the Gina. Um, I mean, obviously, those aren't the most, like, veridic examples. But, like, I, I think it is a thing that happens. Um, so why would it be any different with, if anything, it makes more sense, the most sense, that a quote-unquote creature or animal like the Sasquatch would do it. Because they're probably more intelligent than apes. I mean, right? Because, like, they're, if, they, if they are real, they are literally, like the missing link and yeah. so <laughs> hi like they're so they're, they're barely a step below us and so i yeah I'd, I'd be surprised if they just like killing people just cuss that doesn't sound like them so i love how we finished talking about bigfoot um <laughs> <laughs> we have run out of time but i um i wouldn't have been able to cover my next case anyway even if you had like more like 15 more minutes because this thing is long i need like a whole 30 minutes the next case yeah, you know, uh, at some point we'll we will have a fourth part to this because when we talk about this, I feel like time just flies by, um, and I'll cover another case. But um, that's what we have for today. Shannon, thank you so much for bringing the spooks. You really brought it today. Um, <laughs> and uh, everyone, if you have uh, suggestions for um, future episodes, uh, for future topics, please do let us know. You can DM us at TalkScary on Twitter or on uh, Facebook at Scary Talk. We are also on all podcast listening platforms, um, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play. Um, you can also find us on YouTube. If you do not have a podcast app, um, you can just find us at Scary Talk Podcast on YouTube. All of our episodes are there. Um, uh, Shannon, anything else? Spread some love to your local Sasquatch. Bake him some cookies this holiday season. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 <laughs> Leave, leave him out by your door especially if you live anywhere in norcal you know they all live there so yeah. just leave some like you just leave like a platter of cookies outside your door and yeah like just, if, if you have children and, and they're scared by bigfoot just tell them it was santa that took them <laughs> just leave them yeah. out if you live in norcal just leave out the cookies for me like i'll come get them 
<laughs> She'll pick him up. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and, and if you see a Sasquatch, just um, uh, just give him a hug. And if they don't want to, just walk away. Don't bother them. But I mean, really, they look like they just—they look like the kind of people that just like hugs. You know, just just big them, big them fluffy and, and soft. So and just I don't, don't know. hug a bear. Um, Please don't try to hug a bear. Just don't hug an actual bear, though. Yeah, a complete misconception. Teddy bears are fucking stupid. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> Um, uh, well, we lost that sponsorship. Um, okay. Everyone, thank you for listening. We will see you, oh, for episode 45 next week. That's special. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, don't really, don't, um, have any large I, I think it's time. I think it's time, Andre. <laughs> for what? No, it's just, we've, uh, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> you mean I've said, like, ten goodbyes? Yeah, we said goodbye, like, twelve times. <laughs> I just, I just really want to leave them with a good taste in their mouth. Um, uh, <laughs> whatever, large meals, my ass, vagina. Good night. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>